0: You're at the Cenotaph. Wipe away the commemorative plaques you see in front of you. On February 19, this entire esplanade was the site of defence gunners. Behind you stands the majestic looking Hotel Darwin with high ceilings, fans and white pillars. You're standing on the old Darwin Oval. In February 1942, the cliff was lined with 3.7-inch anti-aircraft guns with five-metre-long barrels, ready for an attack.
1: When the Japanese arrived, uh, they were spotted quite quickly by the gunners and they immediately opened fire. They had quite a bit of success in putting up a a wall of fire and that probably served to deter a lot of Japanese planes from doing their worst. Unfortunately, the ammunition they were using was World War I ammunition and it wasn't
0: for use in the tropics. The shells were exploding 2,000 feet short of their target and didn't hit a single one of the first group of bombers. After 22 minutes of furious firing, when the last enemy plane had gone, the gunners thrust rags down the barrels to clean them for the next attack. But the barrels were red hot and the rags burst into flames instantly. The gunners raided the rooms of the Hotel Darwin for bedsheets to clean their barrels and as they did they ran past half-eaten meals and cutlery all left in its place by the patrons who'd fled. After the war ended, Darwin City Council marked the Cenotaph as a place to commemorate the bombing. In 2012, the Federal Government recognised the events that occurred on February 19, 1942, in a National Day of Commemoration. Veterans and family return year after year to remember this monumental event. Among them is Darwin's Mary Lee, whose father, Juan Cabillo, was killed in the bombing. they put us on the train, the sandfly no windows. Dad told us to go to Catherine, and he told Mum that he would come down to be with us as soon as he could. That was the last time I saw my Dad. We go there every February the 19th, the boys, and throw wreaths in there where the Neptuna was. We do that every February. I always have a little cry, you know, because remembering my Dad, yeah. And the last time I saw him on the sandfly, he's waving bye to us in Darwin when we went to Catherine. That was the last time I saw him. And they never found his body. Unfortunately for the rest of Australia, the anniversary is scarcely acknowledged and it makes it a lonely experience for many veterans who left Darwin. HMAS Dalaran Gunnery Officer Eric Thompson says the bombing of Darwin deserves a higher profile in the nation's history, and so do the people who served in the Top End during World War Two.
1: I don't think it's very well known at all, because I know a lot of people, even ex-servicemen, uh, didn't realise that the bombing raid was so vicious, because it was the same bombers raiding Darwin as raided Pearl Harbour.
0: Do you feel like you've been honoured and recognised for the incredibly significant role that you played on that day? No. What recognition no, have you received?
1: No, there's no recognition. No, all we, uh, we got were combat stars of the Pacific Ocean, but uh, there's no specific recognition that I know of.
0: Many of Eric's mates were Aboriginal people serving in the Defence Forces, even though they weren't recognised as citizens of Australia. Aboriginal servicemen were paid a third of the rate white Australians were, and they had to wait 50 years just to be acknowledged and honoured for their contribution to the war effort. Aboriginal ex-serviceman Gabe Hazelbane recalls this moment on Anzac Day in Darwin, 1992.
1: Yesterday was a very proud moment for me and my family to be up here receiving these medals. It may have been well waited for but I never ever thought that we were going to be recognised or given a privilege of being here today to accept these medals. I am well honoured and even though it's 50 years after that time.
0: And how did Australia's relationship with Japan and the Japanese people fare after the war? Here's Ted Ambrosio's story. Ted was an electrical supplier in Darwin when it was bombed. Years later, selling tyres to the Japanese, he came across one of the former enemy fighters.
1: And uh, a Jap came up to me, about. he looked he about as old as I am, and uh, he said, were you in Darwin when we bombed Darwin? And I said, yes. And he said, I was a zero pilot. And I said, I, I said you nearly bloody killed me. <laughs> And uh, I said, how did you survive? I thought you were all kamikazes. And he said, no, one of your bastards got me in the hip. And he said, I was able to get back to the carrier and they sent me home. And I've been here ever since, and I'm never going to leave.
0: From the Cenotaph, take the bicentennial path to stop six at the USS Peary Memorial. As you follow the path, you'll pass a turn off to Lamaroo Beach. The path takes you down a beautiful cliffside remnant rainforest and it was a popular spot during the war with a series of concrete walls creating a pool for locals to swim in, safe from crocodiles.